to this week's episode of Latchkey Movies, the podcast where we take a critical look at the movies your kids are watching without your supervision. Today, we're going to take a look at the 1988 Studio Ghibli film, My Neighbor Totoro. My name is Sarah. I am the mom of a four-year-old boy. And I am Briar Harvey, and I'm the mom of an 18-year-old girl, an eight-year-old boy, and a two-year-old boy. I almost had to sing the name of this movie because we've been listening to both the intro song and the outro song Mm -hmm. all day. My son is obsessed. And the biggest problem I have with this movie is that the soundtrack is not available anywhere. The English soundtrack is not available anywhere. I, uh, and you why am I not surprised that that is your biggest complaint about this film? And you can't stream Ghibli movies. Uh, oh, I see. You can't keep At this. All. Really? No. You can only buy them as discs. So there's like a whole... I wonder if that's why it wouldn't play on my computer. Because I actually had to... So... My two-year-old is in that button-pushing phase right now where he likes to push all of the buttons and turn things on and off. So I had chosen voluntarily to not watch this movie in the living room. I wanted to watch it on my computer, which plays DVDs perfectly Mm -hmm. fine, but it would not play this Mm. one. So we had to go up to the living room. Which turned the hour and, I don't know, 42 minutes or whatever this is into about a two hour and 30 minute experience because I had to keep re-pushing the play button. Oh, man. Yeah. So Two-year-olds. They're so much fun. I, uh, so it's a convoluted distribution situation with this movie. Um, it was originally Fox, then it was Disney, and now it's some kind of service called G Kids and I'm not sure if it's because of the convoluted distribution situation or what they're not available for streaming anywhere no Studio Ghibli movies are you can't even buy a version of the Blu-ray with a digital copy wow that's actually pretty significant in the age we live in now to not be able to stream this movie because my son and i'm sure i'll bring this up multiple times my son i don't know why loved this movie adored it sat wrapped and watched this movie twice over the last three days which is unusual for him for a movie with so little action. So little action. And and I'm not going to dispute that because all three of mine, with the exception of the idiot turning the DVD player <laughs> on and off and on and off again. But even that one, when he wasn't messing with the DVD player, was standing there with his jaw hanging down yeah. going, I love this movie. And so we had to get the movie from the library and right because you usually stream all of your yeah i stream everything and so he's like heartbroken that we have to return it tomorrow because you only (laughs) got a couple days you're gonna have to buy it i'm gonna have to buy this movie i can't like uh, we use our dvd player so infrequently we've almost just completely taken it out of our thing because like until this podcast we hadn't used it in probably well over <laughs> a year. 
Well, I, I feel glad then that I could contribute <laughs> to your DVD player's extended life. <laughs> so, what is your experience with Miyazaki? Miyazaki? Miyazaki, I Miyazaki? believe is the correct. We're gonna let's let's put that disclaimer up right now, guys. We're gonna <laughs> fuck up all of these names, yeah. and I mean Sorry. butcher them. Sorry, yeah. Yeah. I, you know, even Totoro. I'm not even because I listen. They don't even say it the same way. The only reason I know how to pronounce it is because we've been singing Totoro, Totoro, <laughs> all right. day today, all day. Right. But is that? <laughs> but but. I'm just gonna say it how the song says it. Well, and and I'm gonna and I'm fine with that. But what I'm gonna say is because this movie is so very Japanese, I bet that's not even right. I, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> like, I I just I, oh you I, know what I will know because um I'm inevitably I'm gonna end up having to listen to the the Japanese version of well the because soundtrack. it is a soundtrack and you're gonna have right. to buy a soundtrack. <laughs> So I, at one point, I know, um, watched a ton of them. Like I had seen Princess Mononoke. I've seen Spirited Away, Howl's Moving Castle, um, Ponyo, Kiki's Delivery Service. I had somehow never seen this movie before this weekend. No, I hadn't either. And it's really interesting to me because I have, I I love Miyazaki and I've seen them all Mm -hmm. except this one. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if, so I have a tendency to do this thing where I'll save something. The best example of this that I can offer you is that when I found out that Firefly was getting canceled, I didn't watch the last two episodes so I could save them for later. Mm -hmm. Literally, like, I don't know, it had to have been at least a decade because I had seen the movie before I ever went back and finished those episodes of Firefly. So it's highly possible that when I became a fan of Miyazaki, I went, oh, well, this is the first. It's the best. I'll save it for later. Right. That makes sense. I I totally understand wanting to do that. So I think that may be what happened here, but it's later now, and Mm -hmm. I really liked this one. It was slower than Mm -hmm. the rest of them, I would say. Well, but I really fanta- liked it. Like, how, it's funny talking saying this about this movie because it's about a giant forest creature, but it's less fantastical than other Miyazaki films. It really is. It's almost within the <laughs> realm realistic. of normal, yeah. right? Realistic. How how do we call the forest creatures realistic? Right. But sure enough, it actually is. So, and I think that. Part of the reason why my son liked this movie so much is because he, like, we spent, we try to take him hiking and, like, spend time in nature. And, like, he really, he's, we've had to, like, pull him out of the woods and tell him he has to leave every stick behind. Like, he can't take every stick home They can't him. take every stick. They can't right. take all those rocks in those their pockets. Yes, I have those us. children. To- yeah, I have those So, kids. things like the scene with the, um, the tree tunnel. He was like, I love tree tunnels. And, you know, like, all that stuff just really, like, resonated with him. And I think that's a lot of the reason why he liked it. Yeah, my my kids. I, I mean, let's be honest. Cat bus is pretty oh my God, high on bus. the list. Yeah. <laughs> but cat bus is like worth it alone. 
But even aside from that, they were all pretty wrapped when we were doing the planting scene. Yeah, yep. All right, so let's talk about the... Um, do we need to do the introduction? I, I don't know, Studio Ghibli, well enough I don't to either. say this is different or better. Or Plus, I don't know how much has changed with like the various different versions of this movie. And because there's been two different English right. versions. Um, in 2005, I think the original one was 1989. Mm-hmm. And it was done for transatlantic fights, flights to Japan or from Japan. That was the original reason there was an English dub of this movie. Okay. And then in 2005, Disney somehow ended up with the distribution rights to it. You say somehow like it wasn't some nefarious scheme to buy the distribution rights. And I'm going to be like, I don't know about somehow. This is (laughs) Disney we're talking about here. I'm going to assume a nefarious scheme to purchase the distribution rights because, come on now. There's really not a whole lot of information about that whole transaction that I've So I'm going to say, as we record this, it has just been, I don't know, three days since the announcement of the resolution between Marvel and Sony for the recording of Spider-Man 3. Mm -hmm. So... Sarah may be optimistic about Disney being on the up and up here, but really, because if you've looked at that Spider-Man deal, Disney won. Oh my God, Disney won. I'm always going to be a Disney apologist. (laughs) They won. Sony got screwed in that deal, except for the fact that they get Kevin Feige for Spider-Man 3. What is Spider-Man without Disney? I would argue he's Spider-Man without Disney. Right, but Disney. What, <laughs> what did Sony do with Spider-Man pre-Disney? What was Spider-Man's popularity? They'd tried, like, what, three different, you know, like, Yeah, and do you know how much money all of those movies made? I realize Tobey Maguire is, let's not talk about Tobey Maguire. <laughs> let's just talk about Totoro. the point is my whole point here is that disney is nefarious and for you to be like no they just acquired it somehow some way is not really sliding with me well they don't own it anymore oh really now that i didn't know no okay go spill so i don't know though that's what i'm saying like the whole like details on how it went from fox to disney to this g kids I have no I don't understand. There's not a whole lot of information. So I don't know what happened when it went from Fox to Disney. I don't know what happened when it went from Disney to G Kids. And I don't know why you can't stream it any damn place. Well, if we have any Hollywood insiders listening, perhaps <laughs> just like, you could like give us a call. And we have a phone fans, number. Because I I dug, but I don't know where to dig. This is well, so outside and- of my like scope of knowledge that I just don't well and I have found as we've done this show and as I've really had to start digging into the research Hollywood is really difficult to dig into in the first place but the animation seems to be even more so and I haven't figured out why that is but there are layers of subterfuge literally like it Mm -hmm. seems like they're very 
particularly discreet about what's going on with the animation studios in ways that they're not about their other work. And I don't understand it. Right. And it's not just Disney. Paramount does Mm -hmm. this. DreamWorks does this. They all do it. The best I can... And then it's, like, weirdly incestuous, too. Oh, like there's yeah. Like, everybody is kind of... It's like a tangle. And that it... that is especially clear with something like this. When you get into, mm-hmm. like, international distribution versus, mm-hmm. like, um, domestic distribution and, you know, dubs and all that stuff. And I, I don't have the knowledge base on anime to, like, speak about this from, like, an educated background. Well, because that requires a whole other level of knowledge Mm -hmm. completely above and beyond anything that we're doing here anime Mm -hmm. is a whole different can of worms right and you're right this one has because it's japanese has that crossover effect Mm -hmm. so i don't know what the issue is here and if i was to be generous I would say that the reason they're so secretive about animation is because it takes so fucking long to produce. And because it takes so long to produce, if we talk about it, by the time we actually get to see it, it ain't cool anymore. Right. But... But I mean, like, even to the... That doesn't... No. I can't even get the English version of the theme song, except right. on YouTube, where somebody, like, ripped it, you ripped know? It like, it's not, yeah, so there's no official version right. of it. Um, this movie has a 94% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, that's pretty s- significant. It's Although- apparently, apparently, Totoro is, like, Winnie the Pooh or Mickey Mouse to Japanese kids. Like, he is iconic. He is everywhere. Everybody knows who he is. Infants to like teenagers. Well, he's can fucking him. adorable for one thing. Yes. And you can buy a life size Totoro pillow. And who doesn't Which want that? Which we will be linking in the show notes. <laughs> just in case you were wanting to buy a life size Totoro. Because I got to tell you, I'm tempted. I'm oh my God, cozy. I'm tempted. <laughs> I want to put him up in my living room. We can we hang have, tinsel yeah. on him or something for Christmas. We have a love sack, which is like one of those gigantic oh, yeah. foam-filled yeah. um, uh, beanbag bean couches. Really a beanbag chair. Yeah, no, it's, it's like a beanbag couch. But it's not beanbag because it's like shredded memory foam. Right. But and it's fuzzy, like it. It's like a like a faux fur. It is actually. It's like <laughs> that's what we had. It was what was on sale when we bought it, but. Um, I imagine that that's what Totoro <laughs> feels like, except also, like, warm and alive. <laughs> oh, now you're anthropomorphizing him. What the hell? I like my beanbag chair. Um, it's interesting because so many of the other Miyazaki films and um, anime of this style is much more adult in nature. And when I was watching this, I was like, huh, this is really interesting. It's like the exact opposite of Grave of the Fireflies. So you've never seen Grave of the Fireflies. Grave of the Fireflies is a terribly depressing movie. So right up my alley is probably what you're telling me. It's about two orphans in, like, end of World War II, post-World War II Japan. And they're orphans. Okay. 
Okay. So, and also it's autobiographical. Okay. It's, it's like, have you ever seen, um, Requiem for a Dream? Um, I believe I blocked most of that movie out, right. to be perfectly so it's honest. Just, it's one of those movies where maybe you should watch it, but if you do, you're only going to watch it once. Because ah. it's so gut-wrenchingly sad. And style-wise and everything, it's, like, right on the nose with this movie. And I was like, oh, that's really interesting. Well, then I was reading the Wikipedia article, and apparently I'm not the first person who made that connection. And these two movies were actually released as a double feature. Oh, wow. (laughs) I'm like, I'm really, really hoping when that happened, because this was, like, initial release. Like, when these movies were introduced, they were... A double put feature. together. Is it, Even, is, is it a live action? No, no, it's a cartoon. Oh, oh, just it oh, like stylistically okay. looks just like this. It's not Miyazaki. It's somebody else, but they appear to have like a um, a, a friendly relationship. It's not like a competition necessarily. So, um, but they were released as a double bill, and I'm really, really hoping that Totoro was the second one because like <laughs> these, I can't even like, I can't even express to you how depressing Grave of the Fireflies is. It's about two young orphans in post-World War II Japan. Like, devastated country. And you're following two orphans. Gut-wrenching. Yeah, I don't I don't really need to hear <laughs> Don't much watch more. it with your kids. I don't need to hear much more. <laughs> um... It's it's interesting to me, though, because I don't think of movies like, oh, I don't know. Like, I wouldn't show Spirited Away to my kid just because I think so much of it's beyond him at this point. You know, like, I never would even think about it. But, but then Totoro is such a, obviously, a kids love it. Right. <laughs> For, Who, because, so let's talk about why he is so kid friendly because on my initial impression right he was a little bit big and scary and roary right he roars and like his giant mouth with those teeth (laughs) yeah (laughs) and nevertheless may goes right to sleep on him as though he is the biggest comfiest fur rug in front of the fireplace ever kids man so anything i think there's (laughs) my guess is there's something about the actual mythology that we're not quite picking up on here because my i know this is based off of actual shinto myths about the forest creatures okay so my suspicion then is that if you are an average Japanese child, you are raised with an understanding of the forest creatures okay. and their general benevolence. So even though he's big and roary, he's also a protector of the forest. And because that's in our brain first, mm-hmm. we're like, oh, but he's Totoro. He's big yeah. and soft and fluffy. <laughs> He may have teeth, but that's only to, I don't know, scare away the things that shouldn't be in the forest. Strip it's not for me. Right. 
All right. Um, let's go ahead and now. Obviously, you and I both watched the two thousand five right. version with the English, the second English voice right. cast. That's the one we're going to be talking about here today. So that, in particular, we are not butchering any of these right. Japanese names, which I'm sure are perfectly lovely when spoken with somebody by someone who actually knows what the fuck they're saying. <laughs> All right, let's Satsuki, which I feel like is a fruit, or is that so? Apparently, now I. It, I don't satsuma speak Japanese. is a fruit. Yeah, a satsuma is like an orange, right? Okay. Um, satsuki and mei. So mei is like a, I don't know the right terminology for it, but it's not an actual Japanese name. It is a Japanese spelling for the English word mei. Oh, really? So, so I know it's... that's got like a word, right? I don't know what it is when you say that. So May is actually supposed to be like the English word May. The the English word the month or the month of, of May. May. Yes. Okay. 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 And then Satsuki apparently also means May, really? but in Japanese. That's because, so great. So I don't. You know, again, I don't know the validity of what I read, but we'll link We're it. We're just gonna assume, val- not that we believe everything that we read on the <laughs> internet or anything, but right. for the purposes of this discussion, because this one was really hard, guys. We tried. <laughs> I really, I, I, I feel like I have to justify this here. We tried to dig into the background on this one, but it was tough. Yeah. So if you know about anime if you know about what we're missing here please our number 402-885-4875 seriously we'd love to issue corrections yeah yeah so originally in like concept work and everything there was only one girl and she was kind of like between their two ages and you can tell if you can if you look at the um the cover art there's a girl standing with Totoro on it, right? Mm-hmm. And in the rain, under mm-hmm. a red umbrella. That's mm-hmm. not Mei or Satsuki. No, it's not. I didn't even really put that together until just this second. So apparently in all of that initial artwork, it was meant to be one girl. And then as the story progressed, they realized that for the sake of the story, we need this mm-hmm. to be two girls. Mm-hmm. So that's why they are both technically named May. May. Yeah. (laughs) I really, I kind of like that. Yeah. And that they're played by real life sisters, Dakota and Elle Fanning. When they were young. When they were really young. Yeah. uh, This was... 2005. 2005. So Dakota Fanning in 2005. I'm 11 tops. I I don't want to, I'm not bothering to go and look it up and do the math because we all know how I am about math. She was born in 1994 so you got it right on the nose. Wow! (laughs) That'll never happen again. You know what they say about a broken clock being right twice a day? That just happened. (laughs) Okay. And then we have Tim Daly as their dad, which I gotta say he was pretty well done and i was surprised do we have a reference for tim daly Um, wings yeah that's the best (laughs) i've got too uh wings is what i know him for 
Tyndale's brother. Oh, now that I didn't know. Why I didn't know that, I I don't know, but that I didn't know. Um, and then we have, in terms of cast that are notable, Frank Welker as Totoro and Catbus. You would know Frank Welker as? Tigger, baby. No, I was no? going to say Optimus Prime. Oh, well... <laughs> Okay, Optimus Prime will do too. Is he is he Tigger too? No, I don't think he. Maybe now I don't know. I could be totally pulling that out. Probably I'm pulling that out of my ass. I mean, let's be honest here. <laughs> this is likely. And then Pat Carroll as Nanny, and that's um, she was in The Little Mermaid as Ursula. Ah, okay. But don't forget Leah Salonga as um, the mother. Right. She was, she's Dis- she's like Disney princess. She uh-huh. comes up in all their stuff. She's Mulan's singing voice. Oh. And she's also um, Princess Jasmine's singing voice. So, like, she's oh. like Disney royalty. Like, Got it. Disney actually has, like, a note for, like, noteworthy people they get a title and i believe she has that title like disney legend or something like that. i think that's right yeah although i am not as crazy about disney as you are but i think that's right and there are not that many of right. the what we'd call disney royalty type people mm-hmm. <laughs> disney royalty type people exactly i mean <laughs> all right so then we have anyone else? Um, Paul Butcher, whose name I don't readily know, as Conta. Well, apparently he's a former NFL linebacker for the. No, his father is. Oh, his father is. Oh. <laughs> See, I can't even read. He was on NYPD Blue. Okay. He was various voices on Avatar. He's a voice guy. Let's let's just go ahead and Mm -hmm. call them the voice guy that they found in the hall. We've (laughs) talked about the voice guy they found in the hall before. That's who they got for Kanta. So, let's go ahead and dive into the movie since there's not that much here. No, it's not. It's not a giant movie. This is a very small outline we have tonight. I believe I've mentioned before how I do this, but I take them directly from Wikipedia. The summary outline of the plot from Wikipedia becomes our outline for what we walk through. Well, sometimes, like, if we're talking about Frozen, like, there's, like, sub notes in there you get all it's 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 a page fucking long this one <laughs> was two paragraphs and i'm pretty sure i went back and added stuff in <laughs> at least line breaks so that it felt like there were more than two <laughs> paragraphs of things that we were talking about yeah okay so we start with the move in First, we start with a very catchy song. 
I got okay. intro and outro songs on this. No, I'm sorry. Because we had the stop and start thing. Oh shit. Sure. I fast forwarded through the very catchy intro song so this at is, least twenty times today. This is one of those intros where they do like the full um credits before the movie starts. Which it's one of those things I think I should figure out when they stop doing that. Like that I would be feel like that know. would have been in the 80s. Yeah, um, so this was 88, so it must have been right around that time. Well, and I'm sure it was stopped later by other production houses mm-hmm. than it was for Disney. But if, this wouldn't have been, technically, This ha- Disney had not been no, doing no, it no. at this point. So. And, and if I had to guess... I'm going to say that Disney stopped that in the 70s. I couldn't tell you with what film. I guess that'll be in the minisode. Well, it wasn't <laughs> with Sleeping Beauty, I can tell you that. No, it wasn't with Sleeping Beauty because we, we just were... watched it. Yeah, we just, <laughs> so we're going to be recording that one next. Tonight's a twofer, guys. <laughs> So, when you get to Sleeping Beauty, understand that by the time we started recording that, I was already half a bottle in. (laughs) (laughs) So, I'm always a little, like, apprehensive when we start a movie that has those intro credits, because I'm like, oh, well, there's no way we're even getting through the credits on this movie before my kid loses interest, right? Loved it, loved it, because it's a little girl, right? And they've got the creatures moving through, right? Yeah, it's cool. It's a good one. But there again, I bet you're right because you can. There's only the one little girl. Mm -hmm. Well, that is May. Like that's obviously May. That is obviously May. Little May. Yeah. When we say May, we mean little May, (laughs) not Satsuki. Right. (laughs) But there is only her. So yeah. Now that you've said that there was only supposed to be one girl, I can piece through yeah. in places where that was probably the case initially as they were writing it. And they only changed it after the fact. Right. Once they got to a point where they like, well, now what do we do? Right. <laughs> we have to have somebody old enough to look for her. Mm-hmm. So then we... Finally, after the intro sequence, then we move into the new house. Yes. And we have, uh, so I wonder if it's regional or if it was actually a product of the time, but they didn't own a car. They just had a bicycle. Mm -hmm. They took the bus. I think it's probably a, a product of the time. So this is technically not a specific date officially. Mm-hmm. But there's clues within the film, apparently, that point it exactly to 1958. Like, there's a calendar that... Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, you really we delved into it. this one. You and I can't read no, it. No, you and Japanese. I can't read it. But uh, uh, I can say for certain that with as obsessed with films as you and I are, that's nothing. Literally no, there's nothing. there's somebody out there who's obsessed with this film in particular. Oh, yeah. Right? And they've already created a website. Mm-hmm. We just It's probably just in Japanese, and right. you and I can't speak it, so it we're exactly. missing the key information here. But I guarantee you there is some Miyazaki website that mirrors the uh, Pixar conspiracy oh, website sure. <laughs> that I have shared before in I'm the past. Sure so they move into the house, 
and we have the soot sprites, which are adorable little... Yes. So I feel like I drew those as a child. And they come up in other Miyazaki Yes. These are not... I don't think they even call them soot sprites in this, do they? Uh, Granny does. She calls them soot sprites when she talks about how you see... I saw them when I was Mm -hmm. your age, too. And they do... They appear in at least two others that I can think of off the top of my head. They're definitely in Spirited Away. Yes. And I'm pretty sure you see them in... um, It's gone. The title is gone. Howl's Moving Castle? Howl's Moving Castle. Thank you. You got it. But not, they're not obvious in Howl's. They're hiding in corners. Which is what they are. Which is what they are. But in how, but it's appropriate in Howl's Moving Castle because there's all those other things Mm -hmm. there too. So they're just hanging out with the crowd there. Um, so they move in, and according to Wikipedia, there is an actual term for these, and I'm going to butcher them, but they're called Susuwatari. That's the best it's ever going to get out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give myself a seven or an eight there, honestly. I feel like I did pretty well. So they go up into the attic... And May catches one, and then they go down and talk to Granny about them. And then they take a bath later. And they're creeped out, and their dad does a great thing where he, like, shouts. And I love that scene. Like, he's he's a great father. He's a good dad. Yeah. He's a good dad. There are... It, well, except for the part where he loses track of May the next yeah, day. Yeah, but, like, it's, you know, it's 1958. Well, kids and were we a lot him, more like right free range at that. Well, point. and we cut him a little bit of slack because she was there leaving him flowers for a good <laughs> portion of the day. It's not his fault that right. she went off and took a nap. Yeah, different time, different place. Different time, different place. I mean, even in the eighties, if I had disappeared for hours at a time, I don't know that it would have been very remarkable. Right. I can say without question that if any of my children were to disappear Mm -hmm. for three hours down a tree tunnel, you better (laughs) fucking believe that I would know. Right. But yeah, I do. I think that's a product of the time. Absolutely. Okay, so we get into the tree forest. She meets... Totoro, they take the nap. We've got all of the other little sprites, which are varying shades of visible and invisible. Mm-hmm. And I really liked how they portrayed that. When she sees that first one and it like mm-hmm. disappears. Mm-hmm. That's so cute. It's so, so great. Cute. Everything's so cute. I want to buy a stuffed animal version of every single thing. In this of movie. M- almost all of these guys. Cat bus in particular when he goes through the farmers Mm -hmm. and blows the air up past them but they don't see him there like they just assume that that's the the breeze breeze. yeah it's so good okay so then we have the scene where they're waiting at the bus (laughs) i mean well 
Okay, so <clears throat> so May is gone all day, and mm-hmm. Satsuki comes home from school, and that's when they realize May was missing. But then she shows up, and nobody else has seen Totoro or any of the other beyond the soot sprites. Nobody else has seen. No, but I'll note here, and I've mentioned, no, maybe I haven't. I mentioned this in Coco, which we have not actually released. <laughs> One of the reasons that I love that movie so much was how quickly Miguel was believed. Right. And again, we see that here. Mm-hmm. With May, and and we know for a fact, because it's said in the movie, May is four years mm-hmm. old. For a four-year-old mm-hmm. to say, I met a forest sprite today named Totoro. Yeah. Maybe they were patronizing her, but mostly they right. believed her. It's very clear in that interaction mm-hmm. that she was generally being supported and generally believed right. by both her father and her sister. Right. So I think something interesting about the name, and I think this is probably less obvious in the English version versus the Japanese version. So in the English version, it sounds like she gets the name Totoro from the way he is, like, growling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But apparently in the Japanese version, Totoro is May mispronouncing the Japanese word Tororo, which is the Japanese word for troll. For troll. So she's calling him a forest troll. Right. And that actually does come up later when Satsuki says May met a troll. Oh, okay. She does say it. And then at one point, I guess, I don't know if it's when they're visiting their mom in the hospital or if it's during the credits. They're reading, like, a book about, like, a troll. So it was, like, obviously on her mind when she met Totoro. Aha. Fascinating. There are... When you watch the end credits, mm-hmm. the whole way through the movie, it's all very clear that this is what's actually happening. Mm-hmm. But then when you watch the end credits and they're reading the book as a parent, and I don't know about as the child, but as the parent, I go, was this all just an imaginary right. story that played out while we were reading the book? Yeah. And I think that's like kind of the way... Uh, a lot of the Miyazaki films are like Spirited Away and Howl's Moving Castle definitely have that aspect of right. like, is this just like a you know is this what's happening in this child's like very vivid imagination right now and I think a lot of Miyazaki stories are that way mm-hmm. that they're designed to be about the imagination right yeah I think Spirited Away in particular mm-hmm. because we have that whole crossing of the threshold right yeah but that exists here too mm-hmm. in the tree tunnel right. to Totoro so alright um, let's see so dad's supposed to be home he's not right. it's raining right. it's... and we go to the bus stop to we give bring dad his, his umbrella. umbrella yeah so I didn't actually time it, but if I had to, I guess that scene is almost ten minutes long in a very short movie. 
I cannot <laughs> express to you how in that scene in particular, and I bet for yours too, they were all just staring at the TV, watching the rainfall yeah. <laughs> while nothing happened. Right. Yeah. I. <laughs> This is, I gotta be honest, guys. So, my oldest is autistic. The middle kid has ADHD. The youngest kid just screams a lot. Well, he's two. He, well, okay, but he's, so he's two and a half. We're just now starting to hit the verbal threshold. Yeah. So, we're not worried about testing him. Yeah. But that has been under consideration, especially sure. given his older two siblings. Right. His pediatrician is not concerned. I'm not really concerned because the boy knows every version of no. You could, <laughs> won't, can't, don't, stop. He knows all those. So yeah. I'm not actually worried about his vocabulary. But he does scream a lot. <laughs> and still, for the entirety of them standing in a pool of light mm -hmm. under umbrellas with nothing but eye contact going mm -hmm. on for 10 minutes yep. i cannot believe it i know i exactly the same way like we watched this movie on a friday and my kid we do pizza and movie night on friday right you've told me about this before it's and great. my kid is a couple of weeks into his first um experience with full day pre-k okay very exciting so he's been tired because it's right. new, you know? Like, so by the time Friday comes around, he's usually pretty wiped out. But I kind of chalked it up to that. I was like, oh, it's a good movie, but he's also, like, tired, you know? So he's sitting there. He's watching it. But then we watched it today. On a Monday. On a Monday. I no, guess Tuesday. Tuesday. No, I'm yeah. sorry. It's second Monday. My apologies. <laughs> it's not actually Monday. It's second Monday. It's a Tuesday after he got a great night's sleep and didn't have school today. And we watched it. And again, he sat on the couch in the middle of the day and watched this whole movie from start to finish. That is unheard of. Even with movies he loves and wants to watch a thousand times. And... We'll emphasize again here, folks. Two paragraphs. Nothing fucking happens in this <laughs> nothing movie. Nothing happens. There's no action. The most I, action you see is cat bus. Cat bus right? is the most action. Cat bus is the action. I have to be honest. I watched this for the first time over the weekend, and I'd only gotten a couple of hours of sleep, and I passed right the fuck out the first but time. But it's a soothing movie. Because it is. It's absolutely, <laughs> like, visually. And especially, like, that scene with mm -hmm. the rain. Like, I actually think that's where asleep. I fell asleep, too, was in the rain. Because you hear it the whole time. Yep. There's, I, I really, like, the entire movie is pretty dialogue light. Mm-hmm. But visually, it's a masterpiece. Mm -hmm. The sound mastering is a masterpiece. Which is a feat of its own, because you're. Right? this is a dub. This is a dub! How did they do such so an amazing job with the like, dub? So you're still obviously, like, you know, you're obviously getting, like, you know, mm -hmm. ambient noise and stuff isn't dubbed. But, like, we've all seen bad dubs. I, I, <laughs> I couldn't, honestly couldn't even tell you 
that this was a dub. Right. And I knew going in that it was. I'm my guess is the earlier version was probably not quite as It just didn't have the production value, I'm guessing. Well done, but yeah, yeah. that would be the only issue. That one probably did look like a dub. This one was done by Disney, so they also mastered the score. Mm-hmm. And when we're talking about movies of this caliber, the score is really what makes or breaks the film. Um, what's a good example of a bad score just ruining things? Suicide Squad? <laughs> I was thinking more animation, but Suicide Squad will work. I, I haven't... I, 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 I'm not even going to lie. I haven't even seen it all the way through. Suicide Squad is DC thinking that they could replicate what Marvel did with Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. That's exactly and what And so it they was. just threw a bunch of random ass <laughs> songs that have no context. Like, it's not curated. Like... Like Guardians of the Galaxy as a soundtrack is like a great. Is a, start I to hate finish. to use this word again, but I'm going to. It's a masterpiece. It is. It's, start it's to finish. volume one and mm-hmm. volume two is pretty good too. Yep. It's not as good, mm-hmm. but volume one is really. I'll just plug that into my computer and listen to it all, all day yeah. long. Yeah. <laughs> so Anyways. many great songs from the seventies. Sidetrack. Yeah, where were we? Where Example of a terrible we? Oh, terrible scoring. Well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. In an animated movie, I'm trying to think of a place where a bad score really makes the movie bad, but it's not coming to me. Because if you I, don't think about a no. bad score as much as you think about a good score. Well... Except when it's really, really bad. Except when it's Suicide Squad. <laughs> My husband, the peanut gallery, is like <laughs> Mulan. Oh, uh, well, you... Uh, we uh, we, we will keep putting off do, this movie. We'll never do Mulan. No, we keep putting off Mulan for so many reasons, of which I'm not even going to get into. But I am inclined to agree with him on the score overall. It is not a good score. <laughs> and it makes that movie really... Yeah, that one was bad. That one was bad. Okay, um, so we talked about the So they're waiting bus stop. at the bus We haven't finished, though. They're still oh, waiting no. at the they're bus stop. They're still waiting at the bus stop. <laughs> when So we do the exchange of the umbrella. Which is adorable. It so is. Oh, my God. Him standing there, Totoro standing there with the giant leaf, and it's just dripping. <laughs> it's dripping right nose. on his nose. Probably why Totoro is that so scene, famous. That is like the iconic. It really, I mean, scene, everything know? about that from beginning to end, and there's no dialogue, which is why I think it translates right. so well because there's nothing. It's yeah. we get a little bit about how May's slipping, and mm-hmm. you gotta take the umbrella, mm-hmm. but that's the extent of it. And then it's all just this. 
eye contact and visual exchange, and then he runs off with the borrowed umbrella <laughs> into the cat bus. Cat bus. I love the cat bus. Cat bus, bus is anatomically correct. Uh, no, cat bus has ten legs. How can cat, cat bus, bus has be... testicles? Oh well, I must because... have missed that <laughs> because that's a thing in like Japanese, like you know. Well, uh, it is anime, Tanuki and they do like to and, go hard yeah. with those nuts there. Yeah, no, he does. He's got balls. Cat bus. Awesome. <laughs> cat balls. The cat bus has cat balls, guys. Yeah. Oh god, it's going to be a it, long night. I think you see it when Satsuki is riding cuz he's like he's doing more flying. <laughs> okay, okay. I'll 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 give it to you there. I I'm impressed that you noticed, frankly. In Japanese culture, as cats get older, they become like mythical and magical, like cats the musical. <laughs> that one, can, we're gonna have to do like a bonus episode yeah, on that's cats. Gonna be, that's gonna be our first paid content. There you go. <laughs> you want to listen to us talk about cats? Give us money. <laughs> yeah. So apparently, in Japanese culture, I don't know, guys. In Japanese culture, cats, as they get older, they become like able to transform shape. And so this cat bus is like an old cat that saw a bus and wanted to become a bus. The, and I'm you know, not, I can, I'm, I'm not an laughing at you. No, because the precedence for this in Egyptian and Mexican and South American yeah. mythology is actually pretty significant. All right, I found it. It's called a Bacchanico. Nico is cat, so okay. I don't know what that is. And it's a Japanese superstition that if a cat grows old enough, it gains shape-shifting skills. Fascinating. So you that's know, why we have cat bus, guys. Because he's a magic cat. An old cat. An old he's magic an old cat. magic cat. <laughs> I, I, I but is he a Jellico cat? Right. <laughs> <laughs> With ten legs. He's a spider cat. Ugh, my kid loves cat bus. I really all the every kids time love the, cat um, bus. Every time the uh, uh, destination clicks, uh -huh. oh he yeah, they tell him what it is, and he's like, "How do you know that's what it says?" Because he can like he recognizes that obviously this is not a language he could speak <laughs> or read. And you're like, because the the, the subtitles tell me so, <laughs> yeah. son. The subtitles tell me so. I don't read Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> My kids were particularly enamored watching Satsuki write letters to her mom. Mm -hmm. Like, I, for me, those scenes were kind of long and boring. Which is how this whole sequence ends. Mm -hmm. It's with dad comes back, or dad comes off the bus, mm -hmm. stops raining, they let him know that Satsuki is saw, she saw Totoro. She finally saw Totoro. And, and everybody writing, celebrates. And now we write mom. writing a letter to the mom. Now would be a good place to tell me about your theories on mom. Because... So apparently mom has tuberculosis. Okay, which, I mean, thank God. We I needed all to just know assumed... what was wrong with her. 
short of like coughing into a a tissue and seeing blood, we got all the like hallmarks of movie tuberculosis, right? She's in a hospital with an unnamed disease, like why? I guess <laughs> given the date, that makes yeah. sense. Apparently it's, it's semi-autobiographical. Miyazaki's mother had spinal tuberculosis. Ooh, that's so, a yeah. fun one. <laughs> Not. Right. And that hospital she is in is like a real hospital, and that's like what they treated, I guess. That's that's really interesting because always... I was really curious as to her absence when the only thing keeping her in the hospital over the weekend was a, a cold. cold. Yeah. So I'm always the first, like, I Google what's wrong with the mom. It, yeah, it comes up a lot. Like, it comes up in that movie um, So what, Wonder is this Park? the class- classic animated movie trope? What's wrong yeah, with, what's mom wrong with the mom that Sarah has to Google? <laughs> yep. Oh, shit. The shit you and I Google for this I show. I mean, it's one of those things where you start typing it, like, what's wrong with the mom in My Neighbor? And it autofills Totoro, and, like, you get, like, 15 responses. No, trust me. I have found those sorts of things on this show as well. Well, I'll start typing in something that seems really obscure and Google to knows. me. And Google knows. It's like, oh, yeah, you're asking about this now. I sometimes wonder what Google's algorithm thinks of me. I know, right? As between the podcast and my career as a copywriter, (laughs) some of the shit that I have Googled over the years, Google has to look at my profile and go, hmm, I don't know about you. (laughs) Whoa! Yeah, I mean, we can't be the worst out there, right? Well... The only reason I'm a writer is so that I have an excuse for that dubious Google history. (laughs) So there you go. When I Google ways to dispose of my husband naturally, (laughs) it'll be fine. It'll be fine. (laughs) All right. Next up, after the bus stop and the letter writing, we have the present and the seeds. Because Totoro gives them a package for the umbrella. The even exchange, which my guess is, is probably something out of the actual legend. I don't With know. the forest spirits, usually in... Yeah, there's an exchange of goods in those right. situations. Right. In, in, in most religious traditions, when we're talking about these kinds of creatures, it's an exchange of goods. So he borrowed the umbrella and in return is obligated according to magical lore to give something back Mm -hmm. so in this case it was the package of acorns Mm -hmm. so we plant the trees and then they wake up and go well don't forget they go for a ride oh right on the top on the magical top top. yeah which i don't know is that like a thing i don't know (laughs) i i this is probably uh, i'm not even gonna say it if I feel like, no, I'm just, no. The magical dreidel, cut this out. Because I feel like that's what it's like. But no, no, seriously, cut this out. No. I don't know. Maybe, maybe like, flying tops are a thing. I don't know. 
again, I feel like there's so much history and tradition and cultural lore because this is not an American film. Mm-hmm. Thank God! Mm-hmm. We really need to do more animated films that are not American because Ooh, it was I know. such a refreshing do, um, change. The Secret of the Kells. Oh, Have and then there's... Seen that one? No, uh, I, I I haven't seen and that then one. There's uh, Song of the Sea. Song of the Sea. That's that one is one. Yeah, so, so good. Pretty. All right, but again, because <laughs> it's not American, and there's not American legends, and they're not being right. cannibalized from some other culture, which we honestly bitch about a lot. Yeah, let's be real here. We do we do complain about that a lot. So we plant the acorns and we take our magical top ride into the forest. <laughs> and then we wake up from the dream. Because again, there are many references both through the movie and then very specifically in the end credits. Mm-hmm. Where you are led to believe that possibly this was all just a dream right and this one here is very specifically in the movie it wasn't a dream we actually did grow the trees although not to the extent no not to the extent (laughs) that they grew in what we have to assume then was an actual dream right if the trees didn't grow to that level, even with all the dancing and the singing, mm-hmm. then it either took place in a dreamland or in an alternate plane of existence, which seems a little bit out of the scope of this story. Right. No? Yeah. So we'll go with dreamland. And they wake up and they realize that the acorns have indeed grown. Uh, then Satsuki goes back to school. Is it summer vacation yet? I think it might be. It may be. Um, let's see. But that's when they find out that their mom can't come home. Right. So they were supposed to go and gather the corn. Again, I, I feel like it's so terrible two paragraphs worth of plot here but i feel like we're missing major plot points <laughs> well so they yeah go to gather her feast for the weekend right is what I, mom's gonna get to come home right. for the weekend to test out the new house i never actually know and it's difficult to say i'm sure this is a translation thing is granny granny because she's grandma or is that a term of endearment she's for an just elder? old yeah she's so just, just old. A term she's not their okay. grandmother okay that's what i wasn't sure about i was guessing that mm-hmm. it was a an elder term of endearment but again these are a lot of cultural differences right we don't call people old people by a specific form of address here because god forbid we address our elders with respect in this country i I don't even know what you're asking for there so no such term of elder address as granny or grandpa because i think that one shows up in japanese culture too Mm -hmm. that they're granny and grandpa to anyone of a particular age 
So they're gathering the end of weekend, I guess the weekend celebratory feast. Mm -hmm. And everybody's going to come and they're going to have all the fresh vegetables. And they got the... um, Telegram. Telegram. Yeah, I couldn't think of the word. The guy came with a piece of paper. (laughs) What what is that Stop! Stop! (laughs) Sorry! (laughs) So then... uh, Satsuki goes to like notify the father because like Mm -hmm. so the phone at least was an indication for me of the relative time given the age of the phone which reminds me my son had a really hard time understanding why they didn't what was going on there why don't they have a phone why don't they have a phone now when he was asking about a phone he was asking about this thing. Right. I mean, we always he? have a phone in our pocket, right? Right. <laughs> the the level of... I don't know that he's ever seen, because we um, don't have a phone in our house. No. I don't know that my children have ever seen a, a, a traditional phone. And that's not even like a rotary or anything. Right, That's right. an old school with anything the bell. Anything but a cell phone. Right. right. So he was having a hard time understanding, and we had to have a whole conversation about how <laughs> not that long ago, not everybody had a phone. So the idea of a phone not being in everybody's house, right. totally, yeah, I, I, I too had to have this conversation. <laughs> so she calls her dad at the university, Yep. and dad calls the hospital, right. and we don't get the end of that conversation. Instead, what we get is May running off and trying to, I assume, go to the hospital. I right, don't know. There yeah. were kids being loud. Yeah, no, she was trying to run to the hospital, I think. Okay, that's 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 what I gathered. And bring the corn. And so then she's gone. And so this is my biggest... Okay, so beyond, like, the inability to get, like, the soundtrack or to stream this movie... There's one issue I have with it. And oh, it's, the actual issue you yes, have. Yes, there's with one this. actual issue I have with this. <laughs> and it's when Satsuki comes home and is so upset that her mom can't come home. And Granny says something to the effect of, how could your mother leave such sweet girls like you? Her mother's in the hospital with tuberculosis. <laughs> like, she's not, she hasn't chosen to be away. So... Not knowing what the particular illness was <laughs> when I was watching this film. I, you thought she was in a mental institute? <laughs> in the 50s, that's a pretty yeah. reasonable assumption, Sure, honestly, absolutely is. That, because it's, uh, in those then, days, it would have been either tuberculosis or it would have actually right. been a... What, would, what, what did we call those in those days? Sanitariums? Yeah, something like that. Because... And, and in particular, I question that without Googling because mm-hmm. of May's age. Mm-hmm. So postpartum depression in women often starts around that one to two year mark. And it mm-hmm. sounds like she has been in the hospital for a while. Mm-hmm. They, as a family unit, they're not scrambling to right. deal without They've- mom being there. Right, they have their schedule. They get it. And it's the 1950s. 
Mm-hmm. It's Japan, which is still very patriarchal in nature. Mm-hmm. For mom to not be there managing the household, managing mm-hmm. clothes and laundry and meals and all of those things, she's been gone for a while. Mm-hmm. That was very clearly the conclusion that I drew. And yeah, so for me, my initial thought was, oh, sanitarium. Mm -hmm. Because if the only thing keeping her away is a head cold, Mm -hmm. yeah, then, then maybe that's just a convenient excuse. But tuberculosis makes more sense. And makes granny more of a dick. But does make <laughs> Granny more of a dick. Like, it, when it was mental illness, Granny's comment to me read like, she's hanging in there and yeah. she won't leave you because... Yeah. But when she's actually ill, that's a, uh, <laughs> holy shit, Granny, fuck <laughs> off, yo. Way to be a dick. Right? <laughs> Just... <laughs> Take your boil and go somewhere else. Because what You're if she doesn't here. get better? Like, right. yeah. if, if, if we're not talking about mental illness, if we're talking about something Which, that is to be potentially clear, terminal. Is that okay for somebody to say about no, no, somebody no, no, with no, mental no. illness? But we're talking, like, generationally. Right. The that, difference, yeah. though, is that <laughs> generationally, mental illness, especially in the 1950s mm-hmm. or 60s, would have been seen as something that you're going to get over eventually. Right. And a choice. A choice right. to be taken away from the right. situation. Yeah, <laughs> which is uh, really dubious in its own right. Right, right, right. None of this is okay. None of this is okay. <laughs> but, yeah, there are layers here depending right. on... so tuberculosis actually makes much more sense to me and it makes more sense when you examine the hospital in more Mm -hmm. detail because it's not actually like a a stacked Mm -hmm. hospital it's more like an outpatient facility where people had rooms and it makes sense for why the dad would be Mm -hmm. a professor in tokyo but they Mm -hmm. would now live in the country right because that was very very common common to go move out to the country Mm -hmm. with tuberculosis Mm -hmm. i believe the idea was that you were more likely to exacerbate the underlying infection with exposure to lots of people sure. so that makes sense or pollution or right just the whole being in like a crowded area versus fresh air <laughs> so then we're left with may so while, being so lost while granny is being a dick to satsuki may mm-hmm. runs away to mm-hmm. try to make it to the hospital mm-hmm. and they talk about how it's like a three-hour walk for an adult Mm-hmm. And they're looking for her now. And Satsuki does a whole lot of running. A lot of running. Like, <laughs> my knees are cracking just thinking about it as I'm stretching them out here. Just like, no, not that much running. And it's got to be, like, late August. It's hot as fuck, too. Yeah, well, it has to be. With, I can Given hear. the nature of the corn, and you can hear. Like here. the cicadas. Right. That, this is where... <laughs> The score yes. is so mm-hmm. masterfully impressive. You can impressive. tell it's hot because of the way the bugs because sound. Because of the bugs. Yep. And the the sound of the grass mm-hmm. as she runs through it. I mean, it's just 
God, it was so good. And then she finally ends up back at the Totoro Tunnel. Well, before that, there's the whole scene where they're, like, dredging the rice paddy because they think May fell in the rice paddy. fallen into the rice paddy. That's not her sandal. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm just going to... But whose sandal is it? (laughs) Whose sandal is it? If it's not you know May's, what? I'm just blocking this out. No, 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 no. I'm blocking it out. It doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> this is what we get for listening to Granny. She is, runs is the back and forth, and now she's at I'm the dry. tree. <laughs> yeah. So, so now we go to the tree, the tree tunnel, the the the, the yes, the tunnel, and she asks to be taken to Totoro because obviously it's a magic tunnel. Right. And she gets to him and she cries on him. Mm-hmm. May is missing. Mm-hmm. He gets it immediately. He calls up the cat bus like one does when you are needing a, a taxi. Right. <laughs> and then the bus ticks through all the locations. Yep. And it lands on May. Mm hmm. That and was so cool. My kid loves that part. He's like, it. What? It's going to May. The it's next stop is May. May. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm but sure you're right. Me... This is where the balls are. Yes, this, this is where, is you where see the, the balls. cat balls are. And it's climbing. It's being very cat-like. It's climbing on with like, all those legs, power lines, and yes, whatever. it was all very cat-like, wasn't it? Yeah. Like yes. And then they find May. And then they find May. And then Cat Bus says, let's go to the hospital. Yeah. With no dialogue whatsoever. Nope. I love that. But he just changes his changes sign. the hospital. <laughs> and smiles. Yeah. And clearly that means, you know, this is maybe just my beef with Americans and American animation. But why do we always have to tell? Why can't we just show yeah. every now and then? And this is such an epic example of that. Uh-huh. The sign changes. We're going to the hospital. Catbus smiles, opens his door yep. wide. We're going in. to the. the Sit no down on the squishy words seat. Words <laughs> are spoken here. Yeah. Not a single word. But everybody knows exactly what's going on here. And we know that Catbus is very happy to be doing this job right he's thrilled to be able to take the girls to the hospital to see their mom so that tells me he's more bus than cat (laughs) (laughs) that's probably accurate yes if he was actual cat there'd have been an eye roll and a huff about fine i guess we'll go to the hospital now (laughs) And when we're there, we get to see mom and dad having a nice adult conversation, and then we leave the corn, and then we go away and go back, and finally mom shows up, and everybody watches from afar in the forest as we, I don't know, have a happy ending. Yeah, happy ending, and then end credits, and mom's home and they're reading books and mm-hmm. playing with other kids and I think there's maybe there's another child 
sure I seems like there's like a baby that. in the like the scenes where they're playing with the other kids and I got the impression that that was like another sibling. Interesting. I I'll admit I was probably being hit by some form I don't know if tuberculous of, mom should be tuberculosis I, mom should be having more children. I'm not sure. Probably not, but in the <laughs> 1950s if we had birth control in Japan, we probably didn't believe in it. And we didn't have it in the middle of nowhere. No. So, where we, we don't even have phones. We still don't have birth control in the middle of nowhere, but I suppose right. that is a rant for a different time. Different day, different it? conversation. <clears throat> and that's the movie. Yeah. There and we then go. we sing Totoro, Totoro. <laughs> I think we have way too much fun doing this, Sarah. Seriously. <laughs> um, as. Next up is my blubberability scale, and much as I love this movie, there aren't any actual no. weeper moments for me, which is rare, I must say. Yeah. It is rare for me to get through a movie without weeper moments. I think this movie is safe if you're a weeper. Like, this has to be one of the few that we've mm -hmm. watched that I have actually enjoyed... I would say the saddest make me part is the is random the shoe in the, shoe in box. the rice patty. <laughs> but because I already knew that May wasn't in the box. Right. I yeah. didn't know, but I mean, I knew. Right. I, with bunny rabbit this ears, This is not Grave no. of the Fireflies. This right. is my neighbor, Totoro. Right. So <laughs> my anticipation here was that she was fine hiding two bogs over. Right. Without having an actual resolution for that, I knew she was fine. So right. I wasn't, there was no weeper there. Um, age? Do we have an age range? I mean, if your two-year-old watched it. And liked it. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't, and was not. Nothing a, scary. No, nothing scary. Mm -hmm. This one's pretty great, I think. Mm-hmm. This one's pretty great. Even the 18-year-old who was sitting on her tablet pretending to play was actually doing a whole lot more watching than <laughs> pretending to play. Uh, Halloween costume? Is there anything? We, we've been having a time with a few of these lately. Yeah. I mean, I think it's fine. I don't think anybody would dress up as any of the human characters. Right. Like, I think why the would only you? character you're going to dress up as from is this Totoro. film is possibly Catbus. Or as Cat an Bus, alternative. Yeah. But maybe it's, a soot sprite. Maybe. And just be careful. <laughs> but I, I'm not feeling like you can appropriate those no, there, in no. any way. No. <laughs> Um. Okay, give it a f final score for me. I don't know. Like, I think if I'm going by my kid alone, I have to give this one a five. Yeah. I don't know that I would rate it a five. I'm. I think if I have to watch it three more times, I'm bored. But if I have to watch this movie <laughs> three more times, I don't know, man. It may not be a five anymore. Right, right now, it's a five. It is absolutely a five in my kid's head. So visually, it's absolutely mm -hmm. stunning 
it's very easy on the eyes. I mean, it's it's Miyazaki, and so that's not really a surprise. Right, and I have to say, for a movie that's like set in a very specific time period, I don't find anything particularly problematic about the way things are portrayed. Right. It's 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 one of those things. I, um, a really good example of this for me is 101 Dalmatians. It's very clearly a product of its mm-hmm. time. So while there are things in it that are very problematic, right. we have not done that movie yet, but that movie has some real issues. But on the face of it, given that it is a product of its mm-hmm. time, and this stands here too, there is nothing mm-hmm. that I would classify as even remotely offensive from a movie from the 19... 19- I mean, I'm sorry, we still watch Mulan in this house. <laughs> so, a girl worth fighting for. I mean, I... We will never review that movie because, man, it's just a 60-minute rant from me, really. (laughs) But aside from that, it, too, was a product of its time. Mm -hmm. And I feel very strongly that Mulan changed American cinematography for the better. Mm-hmm. The fact that Mulan sucked so much is what made us recognize that we really needed to start treating Asian Americans a little bit better mm-hmm. when it came to the movies that we were making about their culture. Right. So I would say like one of the biggest things I I really like about this movie is it had every right to portray a very different father figure. Right? Mm-hmm. You figure... Society-wise, time period-wise, that father should have been a very, very the different absent, character. absent, stern, right. authoritarian. Stressed because he's raising two right. kids and he's a professor, right? Right, so but he's got a job. But we don't see any of that. We, no, this, we see none this of that. This is a great Mm-mm. father really example. Really, a great dad. He's a great you know? dad. And he, so he loses May. But again, <laughs> I cut him some slack right. for that because it was 1950. We're in the middle of yeah. nowhere. The Kids expe- did that. Right. And the expectation for him was she's out playing, mm-hmm. not she's out and lost. Right. It's just, it was, yeah, he's a great, mm-hmm. one of my favorite animated dads, mm-hmm. I think it's nice to see a truly functional father-daughter relationship yeah and not specifically portrayed as one because that's what the goal of the right. movie this is, is just t- no the story. it's just a part of the story mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it's really significant to me in that way and maybe that's again we are used to American storytelling and the tropes that so frequently right. get brought into that, that dad is a deadbeat. Right. So the American version of this story would be, we're taking our kids, or, you know, dad is stuck. Dad is stuck in this situation. Right. Where and he has to raise these kids it. on his own. Right. Stressed with work. And the reason these girls are having an adventure is because... They don't want to go home. Right. 
You know, like this is their escapism. Right. That would be the the American version. And that would have been the easy way to do it. Mm -hmm. That that absolutely would have been the American version. And I have to wonder on the back end as we were translating it, should we change this story? Can we (laughs) or did we miss any? Is there anything that maybe then we didn't get? I don't know. So I am. Overall, incredibly thrilled with the rendering of this story as a design, as a concept, and I suspect we probably did an okay job of the dub, at least the second time around, Mm -hmm. because there's enough significance in the scoring where I really felt like it was a part of the story. Right. All right, guys. I think that's it. If mm-hmm. you have anything for us, give us a call. It's 402-885-4875. In particular, with this episode, we are looking for any feedback you have about the anime, about the Distribution here. Oh, distribution. If you know anything about the distribution, let us know. If you know why I can't stream this, I would love to know. So that's really what this is about. Sarah wants to know why she... <laughs> She can't stream this damn movie and if you could tell her she would be forever <laughs> grateful so i gave you the phone number you can also find us on instagram or facebook theoretically on twitter but it's a cesspool and we're not there uh it's at latchkeymovies.com and if you would you should share this episode with a friend <laughs> because somebody else should watch and enjoy this movie beside you, right? It's great. Go share. If please. you don't think your kid would like this movie, your give kid it a chance. Will like this movie. Give it a chance. Your kid will like this movie. Try it. Throw it on. Get it from the library. Throw it on and see what happens. And then tell us. Tell us about your crazy kid who only likes like smash em up movies, who all of a sudden is like obsessed is with Is standing there around. obsessed with the forest <laughs> sprites because all of our kids did and we yeah. think it's weird. I'm... It, it is weird. It is weird. <laughs> if I ever have to run a daycare, if I'm ever forced into that situation, so just this is movie Totoro. is going to just be on constant replay over and over and over again. Yep. Totoro, Totoro, Totoro. <laughs> Totoro and that's Totoro. it, folks. <laughs> See y'all next week. Bye. Bye.